Hey everyone, welcome to Bible and Breakfast. I'm really excited for our guest today. Uh, he's someone who is done, he's an artist. He's from Greenville, South Carolina. He's done custom artwork for people like Jerry Rice, Dabble Sweeney, Don Staley, Rip Hamilton, and many more. Uh, he's he's performed at several live events around the country, including the College Football National Championship, cruise cruise events, concerts, and uh, he's Jared Emerson. And Jared, we're so excited to have you on the show today. How are you doing? I'm I'm good this morning. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome. So for those of you guys who don't know who who Jared is, uh, he's a speed painter from Greenville, South Carolina. And I know um, we'll get talking a little bit about what you do, but would you mind starting out uh, just sharing a little bit about your faith and just kind of the story, maybe why you why you do what you do, how your faith impacts what you do every day? Um, well, you know, I, I grew up uh, wanting to be a, an athlete, a pro basketball player. That was like my dream. Um, but I knew that it was for all the wrong reasons. And uh, it wasn't until probably later on in, I guess, life, it was probably around 25, 26 years old that I realized, you know, I don't know what God's plan is for me. I don't know really what my plan is for myself. But I think I had, I guess, just kind of a a path set for myself. And I realized that I, I needed to take a different path. And um, so I ended up actually getting into speed painting through a pastor at my church. He said, you should paint on stage sometime. And I was just like, are you crazy? Like, I'm not going to get up on stage and embarrass myself and, and do that. So, um I started my art career in West Palm Beach, Florida, and then ended up moving here to Greenville. And that's where I started doing the speed painting, or I call it sometimes finger painting fast. Uh, it's something we all did in kindergarten. Um, but that journey just kind of, uh, I think it was like, I wanted to be an athlete. I wanted to follow uh, my dreams um, as far as just, wanting to be famous, wanting to um, play basketball, wanting to be successful and all the, like I said, all the wrong ways. And it was, it was when I made that transition to painting on stage that, that one time that I realized that God had a different path for my life. Um, and there's probably one time that I, I listened. And so I went down that path and, and here we are. And so, yes, I've been, I've been, uh, grateful and blessed to do all the things I've been able to do. And I'll say that I've surpassed any dreams, hopes, ambitions that I would have had probably playing basketball. Um, and I've been able to do that through art. So it's, it's, it's been a pretty amazing journey. Yeah. And obviously you've been able to stay connected, you know, to the sports world, uh, being able to paint at sporting events for, for several athletes and, and just kind of being able to stay attached uh, uh, with that, with that world. Um, before we kind of, I want to ask you about a few of your paintings and just kind of some of the stories behind those, but what, um, where, first of all, where did you learn to paint like that? Was that something you just did as a hobby? Was it something you, you know, you just did for fun or where did you kind of learn to paint? So I had seen some, uh, um, videos of a guy named Denny Dent back in the seventies and eighties. I didn't watch him in the seventies and eighties. <laughs> He was an artist back in the 70s and 80s and um, saw some videos online. Um, and then there's a, a guy that comes into our town that does like these festivals. Um, and I've been doing this about 15 years now. 
close to 15 years. And, um, you know, I just was like, Hey, I, you know, I think I can do that. Um, but at the time when my pastor asked me to do it at church, I was like, no, there's no way, like, I'm not going to get in front of people. And then the more I looked into it, the more I was like, you know what, maybe I can do this. So, um, I never really practiced. I just kind of figured out a way to study and prepare. And when I went and did it that, that time in church, that experience is the experience that kind of changed my path because I tore my my MCL the week before playing like church ball or some league ball. And uh, so I was actually on crutches. And so when I went out on stage, I was just kind of hobbling out there. The painting that I did was... Um, about six feet by eight feet tall. So with a torn MCL, um, you can imagine me trying to get up and do the things that I normally do because I'm pretty active when I speed paint now as far as jumping and moving around. And uh, I kind of was going through the process, and that's when I realized, you know, I can't do this on my own. Um, I was, I think, lost, broken, trying to figure out, like literally physically broken, trying to figure out how to do this painting in about seven minutes in front of an audience of, you know, a few thousand people. And um, I just kept going with it. And I was just lost and said, God, I need your help. And kept going and going and going. And at the very end, I just was like, I, th I think there's something. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, hopefully I didn't just embarrass myself. And so I touched the canvas. And when I touched the canvas at the very end, um, because at the very end of this painting is kind of an abstract piece of Jesus, and then I throw this red on top of it. And I guess on the screens you could see the the red coming through, and there was like a big sigh through the uh, through the audience. And so I knew something was happening. And it wasn't until I went backstage and saw the pastor praying that the painting I actually could see from a distance that it was actually a depiction of Jesus. And um, that's when it hit me that hey, Jared, when you are physically broken. And you're not 100%. Look at the possibilities and opportunities when you are. And so that was kind of the changing point and direction um, and path that I um, eventually ended up following. Yeah, and I think that's, and that, that's so into cool. Into the speed painting world. For sure, for sure. And, you know, that was one of the paintings I wanted to ask you about was that painting you do of Jesus. Because I think you you do that at several church events. I've seen you do that a few times. but you know, I'm glad you kind of explained the meaning behind that. But was that something when you decided, hey, I'm going to paint this this picture of Jesus? Was was that, you know, because of what God did in your life? Or was did they ask you to do that? What was kind of the, the meaning behind that picture? So uh, the meaning behind it was, well, we had music. It was with live uh, music bands. So it was like a worship song. Um, and that's kind of where I, I, I picked up that piece. Now, the piece I'm explaining is called The Christ. There's another piece that you're probably thinking of. It's called the face of God. Okay. The face of God piece is, I call it the face of God because I believe it. Jesus was the physicality of who God is. He created us all in his image. And so we have a human form of, of, of who Jesus is. And um, that piece has probably been the most uh, recognized and requested piece that I do. Um, and even even for all these years, you know, I, I've realized through my ups and downs in life that Jesus is the only one that sustains me. He's the only, only thing that's constant in my life. And um, it's just a reminder to me to pick myself up each time through my own, my own faults and failures. 
Um, but that piece has impacted uh, people all over the world, which has been amazing to even think of. And um, it's probably raised almost almost a couple million dollars just in that piece for charities worldwide. And um, if you're going to have a piece that is most recognized for any, anything, it's pretty cool that it's of Jesus and not of anything else. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's an awesome piece. And I think for, for those of you who haven't watched Jared, you know, go follow him on, on Instagram and just, just watch some of the work he does because it is mesmerizing and it's amazing to watch and especially that that in particular piece you do uh, of Jesus. But I know one of my favorite pieces and, you know, a lot of times we talk to, to coaches and athletes on this show, but one of my favorite pieces was when you did that, uh, a tribute to like MJ and Kobe, you did a, a goat tribute and I just kind of want to talk to you, you know, you wanted to be a pro basketball player, but where does that love for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, because um, you, you do a lot of sports pieces, uh, but where does that love, you know, for those guys come from and, and how did that come about? I, I think that started probably a, a childhood. <clears throat> you know, my father, my father was a big into basketball. He, he played basketball every moment he could. Um, he played with a lot of different pro players. I grew up in Michigan. Um, a little town called Perry between Lansing and Flint. So we'd go to Flint a lot of times and play ball to Saginaw. Um, we'd go to some parks when my brother and I were, were young kids. And so I had a, I had a love and, a, and, and an affection for basketball um, through my father. And, uh, you know, back then you watch TV. You know, we didn't have social media. We didn't have uh, cell phones. We didn't have any of that kind of stuff back in the day. So, um if you watch TV or if you heard of something, it was, for me, it was usually sports based, watch sports. Um, and I grew up watching the Pistons, the bad boys love them. But like, there is also, also just this thing about Michael Jordan when you watched him. And even at a, as a young age, you know, I looked up to him as a, you could say maybe a hero, right? Because he was a family man. He was basketball. He was all these things. Obviously you grow up to a, to an adult, you realize the ins and outs of life, and it's not things are always what they seem, right? Your perspective changes a little bit, um, but the talent and gift and ability that Michael Jordan had, and probably still has, because I've seen him whip up up on some guys even at an older age. Um, I just always had this um, this admiration for him, and uh, that kind of just took me along my path in life and uh, you know my my priorities when I was younger was basketball um, girls friends and family and then maybe God was thrown in there some way although I was raised in a good Christian home I just my priorities were all kind of where they probably shouldn't be and that love for basketball just grew and grew and grew and grew so when I couldn't play basketball anymore and came into the art world it was like the things I was able to do blew me away. Like my, my, my love was so strong that I wanted to play basketball in the NBA. I wanted to play at the palace of Auburn Hills. And years ago, um, I had the opportunity and, um, was fortunate to be able to not paint. I mean, not play, uh, in an NBA game, but paint for a halftime show of an NBA game. And I did that with a rapper called B.O.B. And um, it was a Pistons-Bulls game at the Palace of Auburn Hills. So when you think of your dreams and ambitions and your love and passion for a game, 
and God changes it into a way where you, uh, you're able to do what you know you love and you're passionate about. Um, you can also make a difference in people and have purpose in it. And, um, you know, my purpose is that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I paint, that I'm consistent in who I am as far as just loving people uh, the way I should. And that's whether I'm at a, a game, uh, a club, a church, uh, no matter what it is, um, that I treat people, all, you know, the same. Um, but I love basketball. I, I, I meet a lot of athletes now. You know, I've done stuff from Tim Tebow to, to like you said, Jerry Rice to Ben Wallace, Rip Hamilton, um, and, and a bunch of others. Uh, Joe Burrow at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. I did uh, one of him in the fourth quarter. That was pretty cool. Um so it's it's pretty neat to 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 love love something, but then realize that that maybe that's not where your focus should be. And your focus should be obviously on God, but but find the things that you that you are gifted at, and and um, and just have that passion and love in, in whatever it is that you do. And I think that that's what I've been able to find. And you know, there's ups and downs each day, but. I know the daily grind on being able to paint and create things is, is what I love and, and do. And sports for me, if you can tie in sports and art, hey, I've, I've hit the jackpot right there because it's two things that I love the most. Um, and the painting of, of Kobe and Jordan that I did, I just want to do something that attributed, um, you know, both, both obviously Kobe because what he, he stood for in the, in the sports world um, and then I guess the the idea that he's really taken on um, his own game but emulated Michael Jordan and you know in the process. Um, I just did a painting. I had my own uh, art show. Well, it's through my uh, foundation. It's called Premier Arts Collective, and we do an annual art show. And we just finished one the other the other day. But I collaborated with a poetry artist, which was the first time I've ever done that, and him and I sat and talked and I said, you know, my loves are, are sports and, 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 um, obviously my faith because God's given me the gifts and ability to do what I do. And, um, if we could intertwine those somehow where we create, um, a scene of who's the greatest of all time, who's the goat. And you describe almost like basketball, like you're describing Michael Jordan and like his airness, but then it's actually not his airness, it's his airness. And we were able to do that. So what I did was during the painting, I was painting Michael Jordan. And so I got to a point where you could tell that it was Michael Jordan. And then I kept painting and doing all this other stuff. And at the end, when he finishes the poem, um, I flip it upside down and it's actually Jesus instead of Michael Jordan. Um, Which hopefully... As far as I know from the feedback, it was it was pretty pretty cool to see and and, and wowed a lot of people. So um, always thinking of new ideas to intertwine sports and faith in any way I can um, because it's something I love and I'm passionate about. Yeah, well, man, as you're as you're describing that painting, I'm getting goosebumps because I think that's you know I haven't seen that yet. I haven't heard that poem, but I hope I get the opportunity to because just kind of the the picture you're painting in my head of how that's going is powerful. And I think that, you know, 
that that's so cool how you're creative and you're doing things and you're intertwining sports, faith. And I think that does have an impact on people because, you know, so many people worship sports and worship the athlete and we, we spend our time being entertained by those people. But and we sometimes lose sight of our faith and our focus of what it should be. But when you can intertwine the two and intersect the two, I think that's so awesome what you're doing. Um, and I know you're, you're a big shoe guy too, right? You're a big shoe I, guy. I am. I am. So I, uh, I have a collection of shoes and I probably should not um, at a period of time during this pandemic where I was like, what, why do I have all this stuff? Like, I just need to get rid of this stuff. And so I, I sold a few. Um, but yeah, I, I love, I love, uh, I guess, collecting shoes, wearing different kinds of shoes. You know, the, the newest shoe that comes out, if I can get my hands on it, um, just kind of a hobby. And I, I figured it's better to have a shoe hobby than a car hobby. So it's a little, a little cheaper on that end. Um, and then I customize shoes here and there when I get time. It's more of a hobby for me to do shoes because uh, it's not as lucrative as, you know, what I do in, in, in the format of uh, people seeing the process of speed painting. Um, but like Carson Wentz, I customized his cleats for him. He's been a, he's been uh, a great guy. I, I root for him every, every Sunday, every Monday um, that he's playing. And, um, I do, I customize his shoes based on, um, you know, sometimes just stories from, from the Bible and, and his charity, his organization is called audience of one. And so we always have his logo on his shoes. And, um, now he's with the, he was with the Eagles for so long and now he's with the, um, the Colts. And so I did one pair of shoes that he wore this first couple games for pregame, um, just giving homage to, uh, to Indianapolis, it was a, a white shoe. I actually have one. You want me to show you? Show you one? Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I have one right here. This is uh, this is one here. So it's uh, get it in the camera. So it comes full white like that, and um, then I painted the last one. I painted all blue, and uh, put some scripture on there, and some sayings related to um i think it's being fearless and coming through so i think it's i'm trying to remember the scripture i think it's first timothy um but it says god's not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind and i think that's perfect for you know just this last couple of years what we've been going through the pandemic and just uncertainty and changing i guess the way of life and how we live and how we breathe and all those different things so um, it's been a joy to paint his cleats because of who he represents on, on and off the field as well. And then I, I've done some other people's uh, cleats here and there, Mason Crosby and a few others. So it's been, yeah, it's been a that's joy. Awesome. Well, I know, you know, I'm a, I'm from Wisconsin, so I'm a big Packers fan. So, you know, Mason oh, Crosby sure. had a, he had a, he had a big kick for us the other night, uh, yeah. last week and, uh, I know yeah, you've done you've done like the the Packers you know Packers cruise and got to spend some time with with some current and former players from the Packers and that's that's really neat. Um, one more question I kind of have for you, but sure. you know we've talked about a few of your your pieces of work, paint and shoes. Um, is there a, a a work you've done or somebody you've done a work for that's just kind of meant more? or had more meaning to you than another? Like, is there something where you, you know, you talked about being at the, at the Pistons game with the Bulls and that was a surreal moment, but maybe, maybe one moment or one piece of work that you've done that's just 
kind of set apart from the rest? You know, uh, probably the number one question I guess, what's, what's your favorite piece or what's your, you know, I feel like I've been doing this so long and sometimes I forget sometimes the things that I've actually been able to be a part of. And, uh, so I would kind of have to go back and kind of see, but you know, the face of God that I do is, is probably been the most impactful piece. And I've, I mean, I've done that piece at the House of Blues in Myrtle Beach. You know, painting Jesus in the in in, in uh, the House of Blues is a pretty cool experience. Um, like Mark Rippon was there, uh, former quarterback for the Washington Redskins and Super Bowl champ. Um, uh, Alfonso, I forget his last name. You know, he was Carlton on Fresh Prince. Yeah, he was yeah. hosting it, so it was just a great fun time. Um, that piece I've actually performed with Carrie Underwood, which was. Uh, an amazing experience in uh, Franklin, Tennessee. As she sang, I painted that piece. Um, so to me, that piece is probably the most impactful because it's I've done it so many times and there's been so many different experiences and, and such a huge impact in different ways as well. Um, and that same piece I've painted in India and in in areas where we help free kids from um, the quarries there that are being abused in all kinds of ways. And um, I was able to go there and just paint for the kids and try to just love on them and inspire them from an artistic standpoint and let them know that God gives us the gifts and abilities because those children are very talented and um, can do so many different things. But um, man, I don't know. There's so many, there's so many different things, but as far as performing and doing that, that that's the one piece that's, I think, kind of done it all for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, for, for those of you guys listening, um, if you haven't seen any of his work, make sure you go check it out because it, it truly is amazing and it will impact you, whether it's, you know, watching him paint Jesus or paint an athlete or just seeing the things he's done. It, it really is cool, Jared. You've inspired me. Uh, to pick up a, a paintbrush sometimes and just just mess around. I'm not not nearly as good as you, but you definitely inspired me. Um, where can people find you if they're if they're looking for it? All right, hey, art's very subjective, so you just create, express yourself, and um, it doesn't really matter what it looks like per se. Yep. Um, and I and I guess that's my goal is that hopefully I can inspire people. Uh, like my art show, I was just explaining that piece that we did last week. Um, we had 17 guest artists there that expressed themselves in different ways through art, um, through word, um, through um, dance, and through music, which was pretty pretty amazing. So, you know, my thing is, like, I want to take anyone that I can and, and just inspire them and let them let them be able to have the imagination, creativity that, that, that they were created to have and, and go out in the world and, and, and allow it to be a part of them. Um, you can check me out at, um, on Instagram at the Jared collection. Um, and then my website's jaredemerson.com. And those are probably the the two best ways to to find me. You could Google my name. Who knows what will come up? Hopefully some good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but those are the main places. And then my studio is in Greenville, South Carolina, right on the Reedy river. So I have a glass frontage here. It's a rainy day today, but it's a beautiful town, and I'm blessed to be here. Awesome. Well, Jared, thank you so much for taking some time with us today. Really appreciate you and all you do. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, brother.